Hello, my name is Melissa Foley, and it's an honor to spend Pentecost Novena uh, meditation time with you. So thank you for inviting me into your prayer time. I thought maybe we could begin with a prayer, if that's okay with you. Um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So Father in heaven, we thank you for the glorious gift of your spirit. We are so grateful for the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross to reconcile all mankind back to you. We willingly uh, receive the gifts of your spirit, the presence of your spirit as our constant counselor, advocate, helper, advisor in every way. Spirit, help us to understand who you are. Help us to have a divine relationship with you every day. Teach us how to live the abundant life, the abundant life in Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you help us to radically live out our faith in a new way as you continue to guide and accompany us in our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So many of us have our own ways of praying, our own little procedures that we have. And uh, I have four steps that I consistently use when I go to prayer. And they're very simple. One, I get quiet. Two, I focus my attention and my heart on Jesus. Three, I listen to and pay attention to spontaneous thoughts, um, spontaneous pictures flow, flow with the spirit. And then I write down what I experience. And that's just how I do it. Four keys, they're yours for free. <laughs> so, um, how this plays out, I want to tell you what recently happened to me, and it was an exhilarating example of Holy Spirit wisdom. Um, so one day, I sit down and I focus my attention on, on our Lord. So I'm in prayer, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see a spontaneous image that comes to my mind of a young man that's at my, that works out at the same time and place that I do every day. So he's this young father. I would say maybe he's in his thirties, young guy. Um, I don't know him. Actually, I know very little about him and we are cordial, like might say hi to each other every now and again, but I, I literally know nothing about this man. So when he shows up in my prayer, I was, I was surprised. But what surprised me even more was that when I saw him in prayer, the Holy Spirit showed me that this young man was praying and crying, um, just fervently had this intention and was praying and praying and crying. And... Um, my experience of it was that I could feel God's heart toward this young man. I could feel how much love that God felt toward this young man, how much joy that he, God experiences in him. 
um, how proud God is of this intention that he's asking and begging God for. I, I was experiencing all of that in prayer. Now, that kind of thing happens to me relatively frequently, okay? Just to be honest, I'll, things like that happen. So when that happens, my fir first question to God is always, what would you like me to do with this um, information? The vast majority of the time, it's just, he's just asking me to pray because then I can have a little bit more information to maybe be a little bit more effective or detailed in my prayer for whoever it is, but not that day. Oh, that day, our Lord's like, he, he, our Lord said to me, that young man needs to know my heart for him. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, Lord? And he said, you need to tell him about my heart to him. Tell him how I feel about him. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I had this whole list of objections, right? I don't know him, Lord. I've never even said one word to him. How am I going to bring this up? I mean, uh, could you be more awkward? Uh, you know, I had all these questions. And, um, but I've, done, I've hung out with our Lord enough to know that when he says no, you need to tell him. Oh, I have to tell him. And it doesn't matter how awkward I feel. So, so the next day. I arrive at the gym and I see the young man there and I'm like, how am I supposed to start up this conversation? Hey, so, you know, so the whole time we're working out, I'm really fighting and really struggling with myself. Like, how am I going to approach this young man? You know, well, by the end of class, <laughs> I had worked myself up so much that I chickened out completely. I, when I left the class, I ran, ran with the keys in my hand to my car. I was like, I'm getting out of here, you know? So I run to my car, get in my car and take off, you know? Oh, I can't believe I chickened out, but I felt so relieved, you know? Like, well, I averted that really awkward situation. Well, it just so happened that uh, my niece was getting baptized. So my family, we went to another state for the baptism and were gone for a week. I completely forgot all about this um, young man and my message to him, right? Except when we got back on that next Monday, I walk right into the gym. And right as I enter, right as I enter, uh, the the Holy Spirit said, today is the day. Today's the day. And his seriousness, I knew that, okay, <laughs> I chickened out once, but I can't do this again. I can't let our Lord down. So as awkward as this is going to be, I've just got to do it, right? Because this is what our, our Lord's asking me. So we work out and at the end of class, uh, I go up to him I look up at him and I said, uh, hi, so God has a message for you. And God's message is that he's so proud of you that what you're praying for, he is taking care of, that he loves you so much and he finds a lot of joy in you. Um, 
and that he's got your back. Whatever it is that you are desiring, he's, he's got your back. He knows, he knows, and he's taking care of it. Bye. <laughs> Literally turned around like a soldier, like 10 hut, turn around, run to my car as fast as I possibly can and um, get my car and leave. The guy had not even a second to say a word to me, nothing. So, but when I was telling him all this, he was just staring at me with his mouth open, like, you know. So the next day we meet, we don't make eye contact. I don't say anything. He doesn't say anything. The weirdness is like thick in the room, right? So three weeks go by. Three weeks. He hasn't said anything to me and I haven't said anything to him. Three weeks. Do you know how long that is? So one random day, I'm walking out to my car and I hear his voice call out to me this young man's voice. And he says to me, hey, any timeline on that answered prayer? And I stopped and I, I turned around and I walked straight up to him and I looked up to him and I said, God didn't say anything about a timeline. All he said is that he's got you. He's taking care of, of whatever's going on, you know? And he said, the young man said, well, there's something that you need to know. He said, after you told me that, I went to my car and I cried for 15 minutes. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he said, he said, what you need to know is that very morning, I had cried out to God and I said to me, I said to him, send a human being to me to tell me that you hear me, that you know what's going on because I, things aren't changing and I don't know what's happening. So you have to send a human being to me to, to tell me. And he said, and you literally just walked up to me and said, hey, God has a message for you. He's got this. He hears you. And he said, I just wanted to thank you for that because you were part of God answering my prayer that day. <laughs> and to close the conversation, he's like, yeah, so does that happen to you often or what? You know? Uh, I kind of laughed it off, but honestly, yeah, it does. God puts me in all kinds of weird situations where sometimes he wants me to tell people things and, and share a message from him or communicate who he is or whatever, you know, like that's life in the spirit. That's what makes it exciting. That's how we can live an abundant life, right? That's how we live an abundant life. But I, I, uh, <laughs> Just so you know, as a side note, the young man's doing fairly well now, and he's um, he still hasn't gotten what he was looking for, but um, he he asks me every now and again, so you got any messages for me? You know, uh, so it's really sweet.
But one of the things that I, I could very easily see myself in the early days of my spiritual life would have been to ignore or dismiss some of those thoughts, right? The seeing him in that, seeing that young man and in that way, I would have been like, I, I'm very distracted right now. Like, let's let it go. But in, um, in, in John, okay, John 10, 27, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. That means that he, he, God is talking to you all the time. He has so much to say to you. You had the capacity to hear and to understand him, to comprehend the things that he's asking of you or what he wants you to experience. You, you are fully equipped, right? I think sometimes we just really haven't been taught how the spirit moves. How does he move? So I thought I would just run down like a few practical things that how he moves in me. Uh, everyone has their own different relationship with God. So mine is unique and yours might not look like mine, which is normal and good and okay. But maybe by me sharing my story just a little tiny bit, you, you may be able to connect some dots um, in your own spiritual life. So I'm just going to offer you a few things. One is um, I experience God in, through my feelings. Now, all you men out there that are watching this, don't get queasy, okay? You can do this. So in my, when, when God is speaking to me, when he's with me, when that spontaneous flow of light, of thoughts, of images come, if it brings me peace, it makes me calm, uh, if I feel connected to God, if it's a quieting, um, that's a pretty good indicator that that's our Lord for me. If, if I'm in prayer and, or actually not even in prayer, uh, in my daily life, fearful, agitated, anxious, frustrated, right? That voice in me that's like that, the feeling of that, that's not our Lord. I know that very clearly. It's not him. That means I just need to shift what I'm doing, shift my thoughts, shift my ideas, shift what I'm doing so that I can be more in line with uh, with God. Um, how he speaks also is very distinct. The spirit speaks um, quietly, uh, usually with a word or a phrase for me, uh, definitely in images, spontaneous images or flow of, of thoughts. Um, he Holy Spirit for me is not fast. He's not loud. He doesn't talk in monologues, right? That to me is the enemy. That, that I don't pay really uh, close attention to whatsoever. It's actually this other, these fleet, what might actually seem fleeting or, or light, um, as in not heavy, light that that type of thought that comes to my mind that I could very easily dismiss ends up being what our Lord, it's our Lord speaking to me. Um, and then finally, he speaks to me so much in my daily life. 
I could be working with my daughter with one of her school books and right there, uh, you know, read something in her book and the Holy Spirit's like, that's for you, you know, it's so beautiful or in nature or whatever. It could just be this, the, the most random thing. But if I'm paying attention, if my awareness, my, my awareness of myself awareness of God's presence in me, around me, with me. Um, if I'm practicing that awareness and the presence, I can definitely um, feel the spirit moving. And when he wants to communicate to me, when he says, oh, pay attention to that. Oh, look at that. Oh, is that an answer to what you asked me earlier? You know, he has a tendency to flow with me like that. So I hope that was helpful to you and to have the confidence that Jesus himself with his own voice said, my sheep hear my voice, my sheep hear my voice. So we can ground ourselves uh, in the foundation of that and get to work from there. It's actually really fun to practice. Um, I think that's why journaling makes such a, uh, is so important is as you begin to be more aware um, and practicing more of being present with God and journaling that, you can really begin to feel the difference between what is you in your lane with our Lord and you in your own lane, if you know what I mean. So um, I hope that helps you. I hope that helps you and reassures you in your, in your walk with the Spirit. Um, I have a website called lovedalready.com. I made a little something special for you there. It's a meditation, more like a contemplation on flowing with the spirit. Um, so you can turn it on and listen and to experience flowing with him. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it a lot. Let me actually, let me know what you think. Um, sound good? All right. So let's go ahead and close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So Holy Spirit, come, continue to fill us with your grace, your mercy, and your love, filling us in every place that we need your nurturing and your touch. I thank you, Jesus, for every place that you've cleaned up and tidied up during this time of prayer so that the enemy has nothing to come back to you. I ask that you continue to build my brothers and sisters on that firm foundation of who you are and who they are in you. I ask that you put a fresh coat of armor on each one of us, helmet of salvation to protect your mind, the breastplate of righteousness to protect your heart. Put a shield of faith in your arm to ward off the darts of the evil one and a sword of the spirit in the other hand to discern what is good from evil, cutting away the evil. We also put sandals of peace on your feet so you can go where God needs you to go and a belt of truth to tie it all together for battle worthiness so that you can watch God do battle for you and with you. My brothers and sisters, I ask God to bless your masculinity, to bless your femininity, to bless your hearts as fathers and husbands and wives and mothers 
as brothers and sisters and as friends and as apostles. I ask the Blessed Mother to swaddle you in her mantle, protecting you and keeping you very secure with her until we meet again. God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much.